Okay. Hi, class. Um, this is part one, chapter one. Um, you know, information technology is pretty uh, sophisticated and a, and a big uh, subject. So we will try to understand as much as possible about information technology and also trying to um, set up a system in a way to understand the changes in business and business information technologies. So this is the part one of chapter one and we will do the part two, the chapter two, chapter one, I'm sorry. So let's start. Okay, so in this chapter, first of all, uh, we'll be talking about basically uh, 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 the book is called Management Information System for the Information Age by Stephen Hag. Uh, so if you like to get this book or download it, it's up to you also, I will supply you with the notes. Chapter one, we will be talking about the information age in which you live or we live in it and changing the face of the business. Now in this, uh, the outcomes would be uh, define the MIS or management information system. And we will describe in this chapter, the three resources within it, the people information and information technology. We're also gonna describe how to use the break-even analysis to assess the financial impact of IT, but also I will show you what a regular consultant will be used to do such things also away from the book. Describe how the four to five forces models to evaluate an industry. You always can learn this in the marketing and apply it to the, uh, also to the, uh, the IT. Compare and contrast the Porter 3 generic strategies of and the RG framework as approach to the development of business and strategies. Now, as you know, um, cell phone is taking over. Um, lots of people right now, they, can, they cannot, then they don't know how to use a regular phone. So the, the usage in the old days in the hotels, they were plan, they had a plan in the year 2000, they use as an average of generating revenue, the, 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 the rooms, uh, hot, uh, telephones generate around $1,200. These years because of the cell phone is moving in and taking over everything of a regular phone is 178. We see lots of products that it goes away and new product comes in replacing them. Like the typewriter, uh, there is no more typewriter now. You see people or a fax machine, very difficult to find a fax machine. So these are all has been replaced by more uh, better technology uh, equipment. Some of you guys probably um, will have a hard time to use uh, in, 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 in or the next generation to use even the keyboard because they will be expecting a touching keyboard, not a regular keyboard. So the change, things is changing so much, and this is an example of how things is changing. Now, cell phone, dome phone revenues for hotels. As we said, the year 2000, typical hotel could budget an annual of revenue of 
uh, $1,274 per room. They used to give generous from making phone calls. Uh, the year 2009, typical hotel could budget an annual revenue of 178 only. So by 90% uh, reduce and the cell phone and technology of kind are transforming entire industry. But not only that, recently within the cell phone, things has been changing because of the, you know, uh, all these applications that you can communicate without uh, making a long distance call. Um, some now is by standard uh, general operators uh, do not give you a long distance because they know you're not going to use that anymore. So uh, because you have all these tools that you application that you can use, utilize for a long distance like uh, WhatsApp and uh, WeChat and all other applications that you can use for a long distance. So some operators now, not, they don't give you a long distance unless you ask for it. So that's one of the changes within the system also. Now, question that I like to make you think of it, when was the last time you used a pay phone? I don't think you have used a pay phone. One day I was working in Montreal, I wanted to take a picture beside the pay phone, just to know that one day it's gonna go away, nobody's gonna get. And how often, you have used a payphone in the last year. So if you also need to use a payphone, would you know immediately where one was located? So the question is here, if you uh, in Canada and you're trying to use a payphone, do you know one beside you or you know where it's located? I myself don't know, uh, where can I find one? The only reason I found one in Montreal because it was kind of a, um, play, a place near to to my play, to my home. When I was, uh, when was the last time you used a cell phone? That's always is done. People utilizing a cell phone 24 hours. Some lots of side effects. Lots of uh, changing the shapes of the body, changing the shape of the communications. Uh, that's, uh, so, so a cell phone. Or a, a you know a, a or a mobile uh, now it's been used so much. So when you hear the word cell phone, it's basically you can tell it's a Canadian uh, term, but in 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 uh, in uh, uh, or cellular, but in the in, in USA they use it mobile. So uh, because of the technology in the early days when it came in in Canada, so. But the question is, uh, when was the last time you used a cell, your cell phone? Probably now you're using it. How often you use the cell phone the last day? Try to keep the cell phone away. What you feel like you're missing or addicted to, to it. Anyway, so the introduction, the, the, you live in the digital age, whether you know it or not, or you want it or you don't. Um, the American airline, uh, av uh, average American relies on more than 250 computers per day. So uh, to do one American, average American work, uh, there was a 250 computers get involved in doing his daily work. And according to the Time Magazine, 40% of cell phone users, whoa, stop having sex to talk to a phone call. So that's, that's really 
pretty bad when we, it comes to the, that that side of uh, uh, life. Uh, and uh, there is something got to do with that. Also, with this thing, we were seeing that 20 years ago because we were very much involved in telecommunication and we knew the cell phone when they will be taking over life. Uh, how much do you rely on technology in your daily life? That's something probably uh, I would advise you to try to uh, have a control over it because technology should be a, a tool to get you better life and not itself target unless you work in the technology like I do. Now, <clears throat> MIS or management information system in the old days used to call it BIS. This is when I took my undergraduate studies in a business information system. Later on, they start calling it MIS. Now management information system, planning for development, management and use of information technology to help people performs all the tasks related to information processing and management. Um, important field of studies and important business discipline. You will be uh, probably exposed more about these management information system more than once we move on with uh, uh, courses. Um, uh, MIS deals with the coordination and use of very important organizational resource, uh, people, information technology, uh, information and technology. Now, artificial intelligence is something a little bit less than people and more uh, technology, but all altogether is has a three dimension, people, information, and technology. Uh, these are the dimension that MIS deal with. Now, this three synergy among the three resources of MIS, these three things has to work together in order for you to have a successful uh, business or work or uh, life uh, utilizing the technology. The synergy, how people can use information-based technology tool is to achieve a competitive advantage, is do things cheaper and faster, increase revenues and innovate a new process. Now, uh, intellectual asset hierarchies is first start with data, information and business intelligence. We will spend one full chapter over BI and how it works uh, in, in a later on. But keep in mind, things can be collected as a data, which is that a meaningless information stand if it stands alone. But when we get together and becomes a data integration or RDBMS or related data together, it becomes information. And what you derive from this information is becomes a business intelligence. So data is a raw fact that describe a particular phenomena such as a current temperature, the price of movie rental, or age. His age is 15, so what? His age is 50, so what? For what? So it's a pure data, it doesn't make difference. But information data, that information is a data that have a particular meaning within a specific context. For example, five o'clock, noon, uh, afternoon, uh, 50 years old, 
majority 50 years old comes in shopping, for example, or enter the stores. That becomes an information for you. Now, information resource, information is often aggregated data that uh, has a meaning such as average age, youngest, oldest, customers, and histograms uh, of the customers. So uh, it is, if it stands alone, it's just a data, doesn't make sense. But when you put it together and then you want to see an average age, you do the calculation and you see the youngest one and the oldest one, that stuff becomes an information. Now, when you're talking about the business intelligent, uh, business intelligent is basically um, uh, the collective information about customers, competitive business partners, competitive environment. We all, as we said, we're going to talk more about uh, business intelligence later on and CRM on, on application wise and how more we will pick up some applications start explaining what do they do for you to understand how these things works. Now the business information or BI is information on steroids because you grab the information that you're seeking there. Uh, you're looking whether is, you know, there is a hypothesis and no hypothesis and try to find out collecting data from a different sources of database and then putting them together in order for you to understand better the situation. Business intelligence can help you make important and strategic decisions. And this is where the BI works really well. So the BI, for example, tells you the total sales uh, for all customers on a plan a, that amount, 6,000. The total sale for all customers on plant B, that much. The average age of customer preferring sales uh, person, it gives you the information and the average. So it, it, it's an extract and multiple data, putting it together and gives you an, a new information that you would be seeking uh, a combination of these information. Now, um, information resource uh, quality, Timelines. Timelines is very important for the information uh, that you are seeking. Is the when you need it, uh, when you need to make that decision. You can be on the road and you know start looking for this information, or you can be in office or in a night. You have to have a you know to know. You have to have access to this information the time you need that. Uh, describing the right time period uh, at when I'm gonna need it and how long I'm gonna need that, uh, the information. The location, so as we said, no matter where you are, you might have an access to it. And from uh, audio, could be text, could be animation, whatever the way the information comes to you, it has to be valid and which is a credibilities as always when you are hitting it gives you the same information when you're entering the same in data. So it has to be valid and also gives you the credibility, it has the credibilities. And if you have something, lack of any above, uh, this time, location or form, 
or validities it becomes a garbage in and garbage out because it's not gonna help you to make a decision. Now, information resource flow, in this chapter, we're just gonna go over it very quickly, but later on, we will be going deeply on each one of them. Uh, information resources, flow of information. There is one you, what you call the upward, which is de describing the state of the organization based on transactions. Then you got what you call a downward, which is a strategies, goals, and directive that, uh, that organize, originated at the higher level. So you got the upward information, data collected changing to information might be changing to business intelligence and downward is the rules and regulations. And then you got the horizontal, which is between different departments, a business, and then you got what you call outward, inward, or that communication that's happening between me, uh, an organization and the supplier and the organization and the customers. So these are the four type of uh, uh, flow of information. Now, inform what it described, what we have um, something called uh, uh, internal function or internal information, and it's uh, about uh, operational aspect of the uh, organization. Then you have the external information, which is the environment surrounding the organization, the objective information, which is the quantifiable, describes something that is known. And then you got the subjective information, which is describe something that is unknown. <clears throat> the second part is people. People are the most important resources of any organization with a focus on technology literacy, information literacy, and ethical responsibilities. In the technology literacy, they should be aware of how to use these technologies. Uh, information literacy, they, when they're looking at something, they should understand what's in it. And the ethical responsibility, I think everybody would know uh, it is something that you need to do with, do things right and do the right things. Now, um, Technology literacy, knowledgeable worker, knowing uh, how and when to apply the technology. So uh, uh, when supposed to use it, just not to use technology for the sake of the technology is when you're supposed to use it as a, for, uh, uh, so uh, that's one thing. The information literature knowledge worker usually can define the information needed. Uh, knows how to and where to obtain information, understand information, and acts appropriately based on the information. So these are the process. He can define the information it's needed, what kind of information is looking. He knows how and where to obtain. Then understand when you get to obtain the information, understand and the information from it, that's all the data that you can see and act according to that. The ethical part is the principle and the standard that guide our behavior toward other people. 
Now, in the ethics is all of us love to be in this situation, but um, in the course of ethics, probably you will be going through this deeply. You want to be legal and ethical, uh, but sometimes you do ethical, illegal. Uh, hacking could be ethical, illegal, or could be unethical and illegal, for example. Um, so there's so much an examples in the IT that you can look at, but the most important one is uh, the all us wants to be in ethical and legal uh, situation. Management information system, information technology or IT, computer-based tools that based use to work with the information. So we have two parts in the uh, IT. One is a hardware and one software. Hardware is a physical devices that make up a computer, like the hardware, the screen, things that you can touch it. And the software, which is that's what I mostly specialize in, is set of instruction that your hardware execute to carry out a specific task for you. Now in the, in the hardware's information technology and uh, overall hardware is, can be the input devices, the output devices, the storage devices, the CPU and RAM, the telecommunications and the connecting devices. The software could be the applications, softwares, system softwares, operating software, and utility software like antiviruses and disk optimization softwares. Now the input devices is the tools for entering information and commands, like you know, the keyboard is one of the input devices. The output device is a tool to see how the hearing and result like uh, probably the, 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 the speakers, that's one of the output. Right? The storage device is tool to store the data and the information there. Within the hardware, there's something called the CPU, which is the hardware that interprets and execute instruction and RAM or random access uh, memories is temporary storage information and software for, for the CPU. So uh, these are the two main part of the hardware, which is a CPU interpret and execute an instruction when you send extension. And RAM is, it brings all the uh, startup tools for the application sits there. So when the CPU start requesting this information, will uh, ignite the application and process it. Now then there is what you call the telecommunication device is for sending information like a telephone or the uh, connecting. Uh, and then you have the connecting devices like cable, uh, post and uh, ports. Now, when it comes to the software, there is, as we said, there's two types of softwares. We're gonna talk about it in the future, which is the application software enable you to solve a specific problem and, and perform a specific task, like a word, like a payroll you're doing, inventories management, etc. Now, 
there is a front front end software, back end software. There is what you call um, desktops uh, or personal software. There is a enterprise software. So these are the different type within the application software. And then what you have a system software, which is handle tasks specific to the technology management, like the operating system, whether you are using Oracle operating system, RDBMS, or you're using DB2, or you're using antivirus. These are all operating system, uh, like uh, uh, Office, uh, um, uh, Microsoft, I'm sorry, uh, it's like an operating system. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> we will go details of financial, how we do the financial impact of information technology, but in general here, uh, regardless of the resources, you must always assess its financial impact. Why do we use the softwares? Because it save us money or make us money. So why we are using WhatsApp because we don't want to use a long-term, long-distance calls. So it's saving us money and also improve our communications, for example. Um, so regardless of resources, you must always assess its financial impact. Many times you will do so using the break-even uh, analysis, which is you took it in economy, you took it in the managerial accounting, and it can be defined as the impact even analysis when it's going to be a break even the cost versus the revenue. Now the break even analysis consider and chart the following financials. We, as you know, in you took it in the my, uh, macro and microeconomy. Uh, it's fixed cost, costs you incur even if you don't sell anything like you renting an office, but you are not utilizing it. That's a fixed cost. Variable cost when you have a machineries and start producing. So you need to put input there, some materials, uh, raw materials to get a, a process. So the raw materials has a cost on them, which is the more you put, the more is the higher the variable cost. So the cost, variable cost incurred when you sell something. And then the revenue is how much you sell one unit for. Basically, you have, as we said, fixed cost, which is, uh, it is like, doesn't matter whether you are operating or not, it's like fixed here. And then you have the variable cost, which is, uh, you know, increases by increasing, by producing more units because you're putting more units, uh, more raw materials to produce it. And then you have the revenue. So as a startup, this is probably would be the loss where you, or you don't have a zero revenue or 10 revenue or whatever. So here's the loss. And then you keep growing and also the variable cost will be increasing, but it's not increasing uh, as fast as your revenue. So eventually at 500 units, you will be uh, uh, getting into a break even where is revenue start at zero and increase by nine for each movie poster, for example, you sell. So the revenue is, uh, uh, total cost is made up a fixed cost plus a variable cost per unit uh, and revenue is the price that you are selling. So when these are 
uh, fixed costs and variable costs, you add them together equal with the revenue, then you have a break even point, which is this one. Now, reducing a fixed cost with IT. As we said, you use the IT is for two reasons, whether you wanna make more money, make more sales, better services, or you wanna reduce your cost. In this case, uh, the digital storefronts, for example, no physical retails space, and most of us now thinking of going online, trying to sell things or, you know, because you don't have anything, which is that's called something called a drop shipping, as uh, now the term, term is used, which is, you know, um, um, one of the way that you don't have anything to produce, you are just the main man, the middle man between uh, the middle person between sell sellers and buyers. Now then the other thing is telecommuting, which is probably uh, fewer expenses related to the office space. So we buy the phone, you're utilizing the phone or the internet. So um, you're not, uh, you know, having an office and a place to sing. And then you have what you call a VoIP or voice over IP, which is you can use the internet for the phone calls instead of using regular long distance calls. Reducing a fixed cost with IT is a crucial, as we said, for using the IT. So um, here where we have, you know, um, probably uh, if you don't have a place to rent, if you don't have a place to store your stuff and you are only the middle person, then this fixed cost as previous example will be equal with zeros. So your cost will be only made of variable costs and uh, your revenue will be from a startup can be more than zero or negative. Now, reducing variable costs with IT. Virtual goods, because of they are digital, there is no cost, for example, to duplicate and sell it again and again. And this is where the lots of the profits happening. When somebody develop an, an application, he can resell it again and again, and there is no cost in it. And what you call uh, a crowdsourcing user, non-paid and non-employees to create some kind of value as we saw at the, in the drop shipping. So two ways of doing, you know, reducing variable costs within IT. Now, uh, reducing variable costs with IT is you reduce the variable cost, your break even point occurs sooner. And the reason is, let's say, as we said, we, you made a software and this software can, <clears throat> can be copied again and again and sold. What Microsoft does, what Apple does, so there is no cost on so your variable cost is much, much, is almost zeros in probably a CD or something like that, uh, or USB. On other hand, if you are into um, food processing, food industries, you're still gonna need a raw material to make. So there is a variable cost in the food industries, but very minimum in variable cost and fixed cost in the IT. So increasing <clears throat> revenue with IT. Recommendation, energize to drive the complementary sales 
long tails economics to sell product services that are too expensive for a physical store to carry. So you put it online and physical store only carry what they can sell in a large amount. But if there is a small amount, you can order it online and because of the fixed cost, because they don't want to bring things and put it on shelf for a few months. Hopefully somebody will, because this is a, uh, uh, money is on the shelf. So this is the end of the chapter. I just do want to have, because it's the first class, do want to have to have a, a tough class on you. Uh, that's the first part of the chapter. Thank you very much. And...